Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain TXP and today is the 16th of Jan 2024. And to be honest guys, there is not much movement so far as the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is concerned. And there was some heavy speculation that once spot Bitcoin ETF is approved, the price of Bitcoin will be heading towards the moon, isn't it? Unfortunately, that thing has not happened. And there is actually a report which is published that the whole USB ETF has actually failed on all the expectation. So in today's episode, we'll definitely go out and touch base on that. Because look guys, the numbers to be honest are not looking good at all. And guys, I was listening to an episode which was released by Laura Shin from Unchained Podcast. And they were actually anticipating that roughly $2 billion worth of transactions will be taking place. After they found out the news regarding Spot Bitcoin ETF approval, unfortunately the numbers are not even close. So in today's episode, we'll definitely go and touch base on that. And one of the matrix cars that people tend to look at is the Fear and Greed Index. Now, unfortunately, the fear and greed index is neutral, but look guys, if you're a clever trader, you should hardly take it as a positive sign, which means the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency has gone down, and it is a perfect time to go out and buy and accumulate a lot of Bitcoin, isn't it? Now, I'm reading quite a lot of news, guys, that BlackRock has accumulated more than 10,000 Bitcoin, but to be honest, I really am not sure what the legitimacy to that is, but as and when I get more information, I definitely will go ahead and update that news. And to be honest, guys, it is extremely possible that financial institutions and giants would want the price of Bitcoin to go down. And the answer is pretty simple. They want to go ahead and accumulate a lot of Bitcoin, isn't it? And as and when the price of Bitcoin reaches new all-time high, they will go ahead and dump a lot of the Bitcoin. Those are my honest thoughts as well. Now, in today's episode, I also want to touch base on some negative news surrounding Tether USDT and the United Nations. They have published a stock report to do with Tether USDT. Now, mind you guys, that report does talk about quite a lot of other things, but I'll be focusing only on Tether USDT. And they're actually discussing how USDT has been used for money laundering. So I'll definitely go ahead and touch base on that. And to be honest, guys, this is definitely not ideal, not just for Tether USDT, but for the global cryptocurrency market as well, isn't it? And there's also another report which has been published that talks about North Korea where they have gone and stolen $293 million and that is to do with notorious group called Lazarus. So I'll definitely go and touch base on that. Now in 2023, they have stolen $293 million but in comparison to the previous year, it was well over $1 billion. So in today's episode, I'll definitely go and touch base on that news. And guys, like we do in every Crypto and Coffee Date podcast, I'm going to be discussing two news from the UAE and the Middle East. Now mind you guys, this news is something which I did cover earlier this year because this news has to do with an event that I'm conducting on the 31st of Jan and on the 1st of February as well. So the first news regarding UAE is an event that I'm conducting on the 31st of Jan that is called as Metaverse, the Hype Reality and New World Order. So what I'm going to be doing guys in today's episode, I'll go ahead and touch base on what is it that you can expect at that session. And guys, if you want to go ahead and sponsor any of these sessions, Drop me an email to infedblockchaindxb.com. And the second news, guys, is an event that I'm conducting on the 1st of February that has to do with Central Bank Digital Currency. And the event is called a Central Bank Digital Currency, The Basics, Threats to Freedom and its Role in the Metaverse. So in today's episode, I'll go ahead and explain what is it that you can go ahead and expect from the session. Now look, guys, these sessions are completely free of cost. So what you can do is you can go to eventbrite.com and just search for blockchaindxb.com or you can drop me an email to infer blockchaindxb.com or alternatively guys if you go to the show notes below you will find the registration link as well so quite a lot of cover guys in today's episode so let's kick start with it right away welcome to the crypto and coffee at 8 
the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto & Coffee & Tate has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8 and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Thank you to our sponsors for being part of the Blockchain DXP journey, firstly Advanced Media. Advanced Media Guys is the largest distributor of professional video, photo, broadcast and cinematic equipment and accessories in the Middle East and MENA region. With over two decades of experience, Advanced Media is now the largest distributor in the Middle East, representing more than 100 recognizable brands, including brands such as Zeiss, DGI, Hasselblad, Red and Road. As a matter of fact guys, the very mic that I'm recording is being sponsored by Advanced Media as well. And Advanced Media has showrooms in Saudi Arabia and services as well. Looks like they're definitely taking the Middle East by storm. And here's the beautiful thing guys, they're taking corporate social responsibility very seriously. And they're focusing on three P's, that is people, planet and prosperity. Now listen guys, if you do want to find out more information regarding the statement of corporate social responsibility, check out the website that is www.amt.tv. And here's the beautiful thing guys, they also want to be a leader and set an example and reputation as a pioneer and member of the community. And in doing so guys, they also have an AMT scholarship with SAE Institute in Dubai, UAE. So definitely check it out. And also guys, Advanced Media is committed to persistently developing, organizing and hosting training workshops, seminars and community events that educate, inform and familiarize consumers with new equipment and the latest technological advances. So listen guys, do one thing, if you do want to support this channel, go to the website that is www.amt.tv 
and follow the social media channels as well. All of the details are in the show notes below. Next, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something well but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called The Race Pace Podcast. So check out The Race Pace Podcast across all leading platforms. And The Race Pace Podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gulf Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get insights scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen, guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing. Go to Spotify. Go to iTunes. Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally, guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. Now, in today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now, guys, as you've taken care of that, let's kick start by looking at the global cryptocurrency market. Now, as of today, guys, the global cryptocurrency market has marginally pumped up since the last 24 hours. As a matter of fact, it is up by 0.68% and the global cryptocurrency market is at $1.69 trillion. And the total cryptocurrency market volume, guys, is at $54.64 billion. And since the last 24 hours, it is marginally pumped up by 6.83%. Now, since the last 24 hours, unfortunately, guys, the volume in DeFi is not looking good. And it is below the $5 billion mark, to be honest, after a very long time. And it is down to $4.6 billion. And DeFi, guys, is accounting for 8.41% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now, look, guys, I've said this thing last year. In order for us to confidently state that the world is definitely moving towards decentralization, ideally DeFi should be accounting for well over 30 to 40% of the total crypto market volume. When will that thing happen? To be honest, guys, I really am not sure. Based on the numbers, based on the trends, and based on the developments taking place in blockchain and cryptocurrency space, I wouldn't be surprised if it takes at least a couple of decades 
for DeFi to account for well over 20 to 30 percent of the total crypto market volume. Now, so far as the total value locked is concerned, it is at 56.10 billion dollars. Now, listen, guys, if you're wondering why I'm saying couple of decades, is you need to remember that the total value locked on the first few weeks of January 2022 was 240 billion dollars. Now, from 240 billion dollars, it has gone down to 56 billion dollars. And to be honest, guys, the numbers haven't improved at all. As a matter of fact, in 2023, only in the final quarter of 2023, the total value locked crossed the $50 billion mark. There have been so many days where the total value locked is well below the $40 billion mark as well. Now, so far as the dominance of total value locked is concerned, Lido is definitely strong at $23.30 billion. And look, as with the advancement of artificial intelligence, I'm really curious to check if there are any projects or protocol that heavily uses artificial intelligence, particularly in the DeFi sector, that'd be something really unique. Now, so far as decentralized centralized exchange dominance is concerned, it is at 15.20%. Now, look at the second matrix that I'm definitely keeping an eye on is decentralized to centralized exchange dominance. And again, guys, in order for decentralized exchanges and decentralization to generally go mainstream, this matrix should be above the 40% mark on a consistent basis. Ideally, 60 to 70% would be great, but when will that thing happen? I really am not sure. Now, as of now, it is at 15.20%, and this number drastically changes on Wednesdays. So, I'm really curious to check what happens on Wednesdays. Now, let me quickly run through the volume of decentralized exchanges, guys, because Uniswap is leading the pack with $1.05 billion. PancakeSwap is at number second with $581.23 million. Radium Gas is at number third with $297.81 million in core finance at number 4th with $235.24 million and finally guys Orcom at $189.76 million. Now guys let's very quickly run through the volume of stable coins cause to be honest guys the number is not that great and what is a bit strange guys is despite the numbers being low it is accounting for a high percentage of the total crypto market volume. Now, as of today, guys, the volume of all stable coins is at $50.85 billion, and stable coins is accounting for 93.05% of the total crypto market 24 hour volume. And out of this $50.85 billion, Tether USDT is accounting for $39.91 billion, Circle USDC at $4.72 billion, and finally, Tron USD, guys, the volume has definitely picked up pace at $650 million. Now, let's quickly run through the market cap. 24-hour trading volume and dominance because to be honest guys since the last 24 hours the market cap of both Bitcoin and Ethereum has marginally pumped up but if you look at the dominance guys the dominance of Bitcoin has gone down and the dominance of Ethereum has actually pumped up because if you look at the dominance of Bitcoin guys now it is down to 49.79% whereas Ethereum is at 18.08% now if you look at the market cap guys of Bitcoin it is just pumped up by a few billion dollars and as of today it is at 838 billion dollars whereas Ethereum is at 303 billion dollars. Now the 24 hour trading volume guys of Bitcoin is not that great and I'm really curious to check what happens this particular week particularly so far as the 24 hour volume is concerned and that will give us an idea of people are going ahead and buying a lot of the Bitcoin isn't it. Now as of today 16th of January the 24 hour trading volume of Bitcoin is 18.1 billion dollars whereas Ethereum is $8.5 billion. Now in today's episode guys, let me quickly run through a matrix that has to do with NFT earnings and I'm looking at NFT earnings over their lifetime and it's no surprise guys that Yuga Labs is number one and if you look at its all-time NFT earnings guys, it is at $567.18 million. The second one is Azuki, 
The lifetime earnings is $126.91 million. The third one causes V Friends by Gary Vee and its earnings is $122.15 million. The fourth one causes Clone X, X Takashi Murakami and its earnings is $119.02 million. And finally cause at number 5th is Proof Collective at $100.31 million. Now look guys, if you actually combine all of these NFT earnings, it does look quite a lot, isn't it? Almost $1 billion, that is for the top 5 earnings, isn't it? Definitely a good number to be honest. Now guys, before we look at the king of all kings, that is Bitcoin, let me run through a protocol called Bonk. Because if you look at the sticker symbol cards and if you look at the image, it does resemble something similar to Dogecoin. And the ticker symbol for Bonk is B-O-N-K, that is B for Bravo, O for Orange, N for November and K for Kite. And Bonk guys is a cryptocurrency built on Solana blockchain, known for its fast transaction processing and scalability. And Solana's unique features guys contributes to its efficiency and as of January of 2023, the identity of Bong's founders remain unknown. Now here's something a bit different guys about this project. The project lacks a comprehensive white paper but basic information is available on the official website and Bongkash distinguishes itself by distributing a significant portion that is 50 trillion coins to contributors maintaining the Solana blockchain and airdrops to be honest has played a crucial role leading to a substantial trading and a remarkable 2000 growth in just one week post listing on major cryptocurrency exchanges. Now listen guys, if you have given 50 trillion coins to the contributors of Solana blockchain, that is something really notorious and it does look like some heavy centralization protocol and I'm pretty much sure it does look like some rug pull. Now so far as the economics is concerned, Bong's total supply is 100 trillion coins with 50% distributed through airdrops to Solana users including artists, creators and active community members and the remaining supplies allocated to various purposes like team development, marketing liquidity, Bong DAO, early contributors, NFT collections and quite a lot more. And so far as the circulating supplies concerned, as of January of 2023, there are 56 trillion Bong tokens in circulation and the distribution model guys aims to involve a broad community in the project's growth and so far as the security mechanism is concerned, because Bonk is based on Solana blockchain, they utilize a combination of proof of history and proof of stake consensus mechanism. And because they are using a mixture of two consensus mechanisms, the combination of both enhances the network's throughput and scalability, making Solana one of the fastest and most high-performing blockchain available. With 200 dishing nodes, Solana can now process 50,000 transactions per second. So essentially, guys, so far as Bonk is concerned, they leverage the advanced features of Solana blockchain to create a unique system with a focus on community involvement and growth and the airdrop strategy and integration into popular exchanges have contributed to its rapid adoption and trading activities in it so it looks like definitely positive news. Now guys let's look at the king of all kings that is Bitcoin and to be honest guys there's not much movement so far as the price of Bitcoin is concerned because since the last 24 hours it is marginally up by 0.39% and as of today it is at $42,820. Now listen guys, if you look at the price of Bitcoin over 7 days, it is actually down by 8.25% and this is after the US Security and Exchange Commission approved the US spot Bitcoin ETF isn't it. And to be honest guys, if you've been in the cryptocurrency space, you should know, whenever there is a massive event, the hype often builds down and when the event does actually take place, the price of Bitcoin in the global cryptocurrency market most often tends to dump down. Now will this thing happen during the halving as well? I really am not sure to be honest. Because what is unique about the halving guys is the supply actually gets reduced. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens to the price. 
particularly during the halving. Now, so far as the price of Ethereum is concerned, since the last seven days, it is actually up by 10.01%, and since the last 24 hours, it is up by 0.89%. And as of today, guys, it is at $2,535. Binance BNB coin is at number third, and the price is $315. Now, since the last 24 hours, unfortunately, it is marginally down by 0.16%, but since the last seven days, it is up by 4.54%. Now look guys, ever since the US spot Bitcoin ETF has been approved, I'm seeing so many posts via LinkedIn, but unfortunately guys, the US Bitcoin ETF failed to live up to its expectation. And there is a report which has been published by Finance Magnets, which does actually state that the two-day net inflows was only at $819 million. The mind you guys, it's really important to note that 11 Bitcoin ETFs have been traded on US exchanges and the numbers have been extremely disappointing. And what that report actually states is that the 10 new listed Bitcoin ETFs attracted only $1.4 billion in new funds within two days. Despite the anticipation surrounding the launch, none of the recently introduced Bitcoin ETFs did actually achieve top ranking among US ETFs based on the initial success. And also, guys, it's really important to note that there have been notable outflows from Grayscale's Bitcoin ETF with a conversion from the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust resulting in 579 million outflows. Additionally, guys, the Beto Futures ETF experienced $151 million in outflows. And despite these outflows, guys, the overall net flow on Bitcoin ETFs over two days amounted to $652 million. Now, it's worth noting that the net spot Bitcoin ETF inflows specifically were only $819 million during this time frame. And guys, at the beginning of the episode, I was talking about an episode which was released by Unchain, and they were actually anticipating the transaction would actually cross $2 billion mark. Unfortunately, guys, the numbers are not looking good. But listen, guys, JP Morgan does actually anticipate substantial influx of capital from cryptocurrency products into newly established spot Bitcoin ETF. And they have actually published a report and according to the report guys these recently formed etfs have the potential to draw in as much as 36 billion dollars with notable contribution expected from existing crypto products such as grayscale bitcoin trust now, if you want to read through the article guys it is in the show notes below now listen guys because of the prices of bitcoin marginally going down if you actually look at the fear and greed index as of now it is at neutral which just means guys it is ideal time to go ahead and buy these bitcoins right now if you look at the market sentiment guys it has definitely taken a hit and i'm looking at the market cap guys via coin market cap and it does say neutral even in coin glasses says neutral even in alternative dot need says neutral now mind you guys when it says neutral there is also a number associated with that now what i'd really recommend you to do is go to alternative.me and if you actually scroll to the bottom of the page it does give you different reasoning as to why they have given that score now listen guys i wouldn't be surprised by tuesday or wednesday it could either go to greed or it could go to fear depending on the transactions taking place and that is one of the reasons why it's really important to check the 24-hour volume of bitcoin and ethereum and as i mentioned earlier guys at the beginning of the episode bitcoin's dominance is slowly going down whereas Ethereum's dominance is marginally picking up pace. Now guys, let's discuss some unfortunate news, and that is regarding a report which is published by United Nations that is actually warning that Tether USDT is increasingly being favored by money launderers, and what that report actually states, that digital currency is the heart of scams including fake romance frauds known as pig butchering. Now the report is in the show notes below, and the report actually states that online gaming platforms, especially those that are operating illegally, 
have emerged as among the most popular vehicles for cryptocurrency-based money launderers, particularly for those using Tether USDT on the Tron blockchain. And guys, listen, if you look at transactions taking place in Tron blockchain, particularly in USDT, it is extremely, extremely high. And what that report actually states is that USDT on Tron blockchain are definitely being used for rapidly growing illicit digital economy and they're focusing on regional cybersecurity fraud as well. So definitely not ideal. And guys, what that report actually states, so far as pig butchering is concerned, using this method, funds are paid into online gambling platform for an affiliate agent who may be part of a money laundering network and arranges the transfers of in-game points online through some combination of identifiable or anonymous accounts and they are either cashed out or placed in bets often in collusion with affiliates and once the money is in the gambling account it is paid out in desired currency and jurisdiction and this can effectively be given legal status and integrated into formal financial system and economy and the report guys also states that between september of 2022 and september of 2023 a recent fund audit of usdt based transactions by one independent blockchain data analysis company found transactions totaling 17.07 billion USDT connected to underground currency exchanges, illegal commodity trades, unlawful collections and payment processes, and various criminal activities. Definitely, definitely not ideal. And guys, law enforcement and financial intelligence authorities in East and South Asia have also reported USDT among the most popular cryptocurrencies used by organized crime groups, surging a volume of cyber fraud, money laundering, and underground banking-related case this guys, to be honest, is definitely not ideal. Now look, as one of the biggest black zone events in the cryptocurrency space might just be Tether USDT, but I'm really hoping that Tether USDT definitely does not go belly up. Because to be honest, guys, if that thing happens, it is going to be absolutely catastrophic. Now, so far as this news is concerned, guys, you also need to remember in November of 2023, an investigation led by the US State Department of Justice in collaboration with cryptocurrency exchange OKX and Tether led to the voluntary freezing of $220 million in USDT, which was connected to a South Asian-based human trafficking and pig butchering cyber fraud ring. And in connection to the investigation, guys, the Department of Justice also seized $9 million in USDT with investigations tracking victim deposits that were laundered through chain hopping using several cryptocurrencies. So definitely not an ideal report. But at the same time, guys, this report is published by United Nations. So definitely crucial information, to be honest. Now guys, let me very briefly touch base on some news that has to do with Lazarus Group, which is a notorious hacking group from North Korea. And there is an article which is published by DL News that states that Lazarus Group ravaged the crypto world in 2023 with at least $293 million in stolen funds and these were attributed to North Korean cybercrime. Now listen guys, you need to remember, 223 is absolutely a huge amount, but it was a fraction of what it nabbed in 2022 staggering at 1.7 billion dollars definitely definitely not ideal isn't it so those were the news guys on the cryptocurrency and blockchain world now let's look at two news from the bar uae and the middle east and both the news guys has to do with an event that i'm conducting one is on the 31st of jan and the second one is on the 1st of february if you do want to go ahead and sponsor this event drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com now the first session guys has to do with metaverse and the session is called as Metaverse, the Hype, Reality and New World Order. So let me go ahead and share what is it that you can expect at the session. So the session takes place on the 31st of Jan 2024 between 11am to 12.30pm Gulf Standard Time. The session guys is completely free of cost and what you can do is you can register this 
via eventbrite.com. So go to eventbrite.com guys and search for blockchaindxp.com and you will see that event over there or alternatively guys just drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com. Now let me go ahead and explain what is it that you can expect at the session. The whole idea guys of me to do this session is to educate the people on metaverse because when you talk about the hype of metaverse we're going to be understanding what metaverse is and its impact and the institutions and companies who joined on board when the whole metaverse hype was there. And we'll also go ahead and explore the expectation versus reality. We'll look at hardware and software limitations of Metaverse and real life use cases. Now listen guys, the very first episode that I released on Metaverse, I very specifically remember I did talk about NVIDIA. And fast forward to now, NVIDIA is on the verge of becoming a $1 trillion company, isn't it? And guys, in the session, we're also going to be looking at if the new world order kicks in, will the United States of America have a competitive edge in the Metaverse? Or will it be China, will it be Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, will it be Turkey or any other countries and what is it that countries can do to be an early adopter in the metaverse. So essentially guys this session is actually broken down into three parts. In part A we will look at the history of metaverse, we will talk about who termed the metaverse, we will go ahead and discuss what is metaverse, we will also look at what is not a metaverse, we will also discuss the hype surrounding metaverse. Now look guys unfortunately I hate to say it. In 2023, 99% of the investors who did actually invest in metaverse related products in 2021 and 2022 were in complete losses. So we'll definitely go ahead and touch base on that. We'll also go ahead and discuss the hardware and software in the metaverse. And as we know guys, Apple is actually going ahead and launching a new device and Tim Cook guys has deferred from using the word metaverse, rather he is using augmented reality. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss that. Now in part B guys, we will look at areas where metaverse merges with the physical world and we'll discuss news and events surrounding metaverse because what I've been noticing since the last few weeks, there is quite a lot of news regarding metaverse and listen guys, in Dubai, a lot of the government organizations and entities are actively taking part in metaverse so we'll definitely go and explore that and in part B guys, we'll also discuss where does blockchain fit into the metaverse. Now I'm a massive advocate of blockchain guys but unfortunately, I don't think blockchain now will be an ideal fit in the metaverse because when you talk about metaverse, it is all about the user experiences in it and when you look at user experience, let's say in Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, it is absolutely abhorrent going back to 1980s and when you talk about metaverse, the new user experience has to be 10 times better than what you are currently experiencing and can a centralized entity, nothing connected with blockchain offer that experience. We'll definitely go ahead and discuss that. And in that episode guys, we'll also discuss what are some of the cryptocurrency tokens associated with metaverse. We'll discuss the top 5 metaverse platforms. We'll discuss the limitations of these platforms as well. And we'll go ahead and discuss the role of NFTs and artificial intelligence in metaverse. So definitely the most important part of the session. And in part C guys, we'll go ahead and look at Dubai metaverse strategy. And guys listen, Sheikh Hamdan is massive advocate of metaverse and he also has Dubai metaverse strategy. So we'll go ahead and discuss who are the leading governing bodies that are behind metaverse and one of his visions guys is for Dubai to be the top 10 city in the world so far as metaverse is concerned. And guys if you go through my episode, I do have a standalone episode talking about Dubai's role in the metaverse and Dubai guys also has Dubai metaverse assembly so we'll definitely go ahead and explore that. And guys listen, if you do want to go ahead and network, I'll go ahead and share venues, locations and events 
that'll be completely ideal for networking as well. And guys, the session is completely free of cost. And guys, if you do want to go ahead and sponsor this event, drop me an email to info.blockchaindxp.com. Now guys, the second news is regarding an event that I'm conducting. And this event takes place on the 1st of February. And it is called a Central Bank Digital Currency. The basics, threats to freedom and its role in the metaverse. And guys, the event takes place between 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Gulf Standard Time. If you do want to go ahead and register for this event, you can go to eventguide.com and just type in blockchain DXB, guys, or just drop me an email to info.blockchaindxb.com. And listen, guys, if you do want to go ahead and sponsor this event, drop me an email to info.blockchaindxb.com. Now, what I'll do next is, guys, I'll very briefly explain what is it that you can expect at that session. And the session, guys, is broken down into three parts. In part A, we go ahead and discuss what is central bank digital currency. I'll go ahead and explain the definition of central bank digital currency. We'll go ahead and look at the history of CBDCs and how will central bank digital currency or CBDs actually work. We'll go ahead and explore the current state of CBDC. And guys, listen, ever since Bitcoin made its invention into the world, a lot of countries are currently working, studying not just Bitcoin, but they're aggressively working on CBDC as well. And the trigger moment was when El Salvador did actually adopt Bitcoin as a legal tender. And we'll go ahead and explore the impact of El Salvador adopting Bitcoin as a legal tender and IMF stance, that is International Monetary Fund stance on CBDC. And guys, we'll also answer this brilliant question regarding UAE. When will UAE go ahead and launch its CBDC? But just at the outset, guys, you need to know that UAE is already part of a MCBDC or multiple CBDC. So I'll definitely go and give out more detailed information on that. Now, all these topics, guys, will be covered in part A. And in part B, guys, which is my favorite, I'll go ahead and explore the key difference between CBDC and Bitcoin. Now listen guys, it's so critical to understand the key difference between central bank digital currency and Bitcoin. And what you can do is guys, go to my website www.blockchaindxp.com and under the tab that says blockchain, scroll down, you'll see two PDF files regarding central bank digital currency. Download the second one and in the second one, you'll see key difference between CBDC and Bitcoin. You're more than welcome to go ahead and download it. And in part B, guys, I'll go ahead and explore CBDC, a threat to freedom. And listen, guys, I've said this thing so many times. When you talk about central bank digital currency and Bitcoin, left-leaning ideologies, left-leaning politicians are massive advocates of CBDC. They're massive advocates of cancel culture and they're massive advocates of control. Right-wing ideologies and right-wing politicians, on the other hand, they aggressively want to go ahead and ban CBDC. And right-wing politicians and right-wing ideologies, they want to go ahead and promote Bitcoin, open source, innovation and even freedom of speech. So in part B, guys, I'll go ahead and discuss the political implications of CBDC. We'll go ahead and discuss the support and resistance to CBDC from a political point of view as well as from a business point of view as well. And we'll go ahead and explore China's role in central bank digital currency. Now listen, guys, China's way leaps and bounds ahead so far CBDC is concerned. And it is definitely leading the race. And it is a bit bizarre, guys, as the last few weeks, I've been seeing news from China that they also want to go ahead and be part of Web 3.0. Because when you talk about CBDC and Web 3.0, they're exactly opposites of each other. So I'll definitely go ahead and touch base on that news as well. And in part B, guys, I'll also go ahead and discuss the different types of CBDC. There are three different types of CBDCs. You have wholesale CBDC, you have retail CBDC, and you have multiple CBDC. I am not a massive fan of CBDCs, but when you talk about metaverse, I do feel that central bank digital currency 
will play a much better role than let's say cryptocurrency and blockchain because you always need to remember when you talk about metaverse you want to focus on user experience and unfortunately guys cryptocurrency and blockchain technology at least for now and at least for the next two decades may not be ready for metaverse central bank digital currency on the hand will be ready from the get-go so i'll go ahead and discuss central bank digital currency's role in the metaverse and as much as i dislike saying it central bank digital currency will be an ideal fit so far as payment is concerned so far as medium of exchange is concerned in the metaverse so i'll definitely go ahead and explore that now in part c cards is going to be catered only to uae and i'll go ahead and discuss UAE central bank's role so far CBDC is concerned and the UAE guys roughly around a year ago did go ahead and launch a FIT program and I believe they had 9 points that they were focusing on central bank digital currency so I'll go ahead and explore each of these areas so this session guys is completely free of cost and it takes place on the 1st of February between 11am to 12.30pm Gulf Standard Time and listen guys if you do want to go ahead and sponsor this event drop me an email to info.blockchaindxb.com and the session is called the Central Bank Digital Currency, The Basics, Threats to Freedom and its role in the Metaverse. So if you do have any questions in advance, you're more than welcome to send me an email to unfurtblockchaindxb.com. So those were the news guys on the Crypto and Coffee Date World. And so far as today's episode is concerned guys, if you do have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to unfurtblockchaindxb.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxb.com and also check out my website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse and guys if you like listening to this podcast please click on the follow button give it a five star rating and share the word across now for the next few minutes it's going to be an ask me rating series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts define metaverse so let's kick start with the ask me rating series Everyone is George from Blockchain DXP listening to Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, VM Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. I have a question by Mark who asks, why do you feel there is no news in UAE about Web3 and Blockchain and what is it that is going on? To be honest Mark, what I'm noticing is, right now because the price is not moving so much, let's say in comparison to what happened in 2022, that's one of the reasons why I'm not seeing so many news pertaining to cryptocurrency and blockchain particularly in Dubai and also in other Emirates but at the same time to be honest Mark I do see quite a lot of news regarding events regarding meetups regarding telegram groups now one of the reasons why I don't want to cover these news to be honest because I've attended several of these events and to be honest the quality of information is extremely extremely poor now if I do want to go ahead and cover these events it is kind of like a free marketing for them now I don't mind doing free marketing if I do feel that the project is legitimate and some authentic speakers are at this event cause listen if I do that at the end of the day people will actually go ahead and benefit by it isn't it so right now there are actually news but these news to be honest are more to do with events and the organizers are the ones only benefiting by it they usually charge people to attend these events they have sponsors who pay hefty amount so the organizers are the ones who are actually benefiting by the event not necessarily the attendees and there are numerous such events particularly in dubai right now and every second day as a matter of fact every day i can actually state there are at least three to four events in some of the top venues but if you talk about the quality of information it is not good at all and that's one of the reasons why mark i don't want to go ahead and cover that in my crypto and coffee day podcast now listen 
So far, cryptocurrency, blockchain, web 3.0 is concerned. I hate to say it over 90% of them are absolutely rubbish and they do not have any legitimacy to it as well. Based on my opinion, looks like a lot of the CTOs, CEOs and founders of these projects are just aware of what blockchain technology is and they just want to go and use these terminologies. And unfortunately, to be honest, Mark, out of 10 projects, I can honestly say 9 of them do not even understand what blockchain protocol is. They don't really understand the pillars of open blockchain. They truly don't understand what problems Satoshi Nakamoto solved when he actually wrote the Bitcoin white paper and that has to do with double spending. And these are talking points which I'm really eager to hear when I do go ahead and attend these events. And unfortunately, when I go ahead and attend these events, there is a lot of nonsense talk going on and that's one of the reasons why I don't want to cover these events. But what you're saying is absolutely right. To be honest, in 2023, I'm not seeing quite a lot of news, particularly from Web 3.0, Blockchain or even Metaverse to be honest. But in the world of artificial intelligence, I'm definitely seeing quite a lot of news. And one stark difference I'm noticing is, so far as artificial intelligence is concerned, there are definitely use cases which has already been implemented. Now, so far as Web3 blockchain is concerned, for almost a decade now, all the projects I've been looking at, they're just in the planning phase. And listen, this is what I'd want you to do, Mark, and also to our listeners. Name one decentralized app that you tend to use on a daily basis. Now, mind you, I'm not talking about DeFi app, that is Uniswap or Radium. I'm talking about a decentralized app, something similar to, let's say, Twitter, something similar to Instagram, that you tend to use on a daily basis. To be honest, I don't use it and I ask this to quite a lot of other people and none of them use it as well. But these guys are the ones who are actually boasting about Web 3.0 blockchain and stating it is the future. Unfortunately, I've said this thing so many times, Mark. When you talk about Web 3.0, there are extremely limited cases. And I did have a few series of episodes where I actually discussed with some of the CTO's tech founders trying to identify Web 3.0 as just hype. Now, what I think is Web 3.0 is just a marketing tool for CTOs, tech founders, CEOs to get more funding. Those are my honest thoughts. Now listen, if you disagree or if any of the listeners want to be on the podcast and wants to have an LD debate, you're more than welcome to do that. Just drop me an email to inferredblockchaindxb.com. So definitely an interesting question to be honest. And that's about all guys from the Ask Me Anything Seas on Blockchain DXB. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to inferredblockchaindxb.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And guys, if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5-star rating and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, Metaverse and how the series of episodes under Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the browser cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East and the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. So thanks so much for listening, guys, and have a nice one. Bye-bye.